In order to truly become part of the global business environment, your business needs to constantly change and adapt to a variety of new constants. Welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders with Kimberly J. Lewis. We will help you navigate these changes on today's program and help you think beyond the boundaries. The opportunities are limitless if you are prepared. Now, here is your host, Kimberly J. Lewis. Hello, and welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders. I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host, and it's hard to believe that we are already into March and approaching our second year here at Leadership Beyond Borders, where we have an anniversary at the end of the month. And on that note, I would like to thank our listeners. We do have listeners from all over the world. So good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you may be listening from today. And also welcome back to our returning listeners. But if you are new and listening for the first time, let me tell you what this series is about. Leadership Beyond Borders is about the impact globalization, digital transition, and the connected world is having on our organizations and what this impact is doing to the kind of leadership we need to drive long-term success in today's economy. In this series, we've talked about everything from business issues such as artificial intelligence and data protection regulations to leadership issues such as gender balance, generational management, and business values that may impact your organization or your individual career. So please download this series on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher. In these series, you can listen to great advice, leadership success stories that you can learn from, stories that motivate you, stimulate new ideas, and possibly even be the future, be your future success. So I invite you to connect with me. Send me your thoughts and insights to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Connect with me on my website, leadershipbeyondborders.net. Tell me what you want to hear about. I'd love to hear from you. So if you are in a leader posi- leadership position or aspire to be in one, regardless if your business is international or local, make sure you join us each week and we will make sure that you take away something useful for either your business or yourself. And on to what we're going to talk about today. What we're going to talk about today is an essential leadership skill. Now, in ancient times, the ability to memorize was considered kind of a magical skill. Sometimes it was even thought of something supernatural, mystical, and it was essential to the passing down of stories, legends, history, and taboos and laws. It was actually a good memory. It was the basis for social and economic development. But today, The internet, with its search engines, seem to be making memorization irrelevant in the modern world. What we don't remember, we can just look up. And even in the schools today, schools have generally abandoned requiring students to memorize poems, speeches, math tables, and all sorts of academic material. I mean, I remember doing that when I was in school, but it seems to be gone from the agenda now. So I guess the question is, technology making us become mentally lazy? Are we more lazy than we were in the past? I mean, you can't always Google stuff, and memorization is a discipline of the mind. So why are we not using our minds more? Why don't we use our minds for success? Are we lazy? I'm not sure, but we're going to talk about that today. And our guest believes that Everyone can develop their memory, and he believes it is an essential skill. Known as the international man of memory, Chester Santos has left an impression on all corners of the earth. Through his ability to demonstrate extraordinary feats of the mind, as well as educate others to do the same, 
This U.S. memory champion is widely regarded to be one of the greatest memory experts in the world. He is the author of the best-selling book, Instant Memory Training for Success, published by the leading academic publisher, Wiley & Sons, and also a second book, Mastering Memory Techniques to Turn Your Brain from a Sieve to a Sponge, and it's published by Sterling Publishing. His memory talents have been featured on numerous media outlets, including New York Times, Wall Street Journal, Washington Post, CNN, NBC, ABC, and PBS. From recalling a random 100-plus digital digit sequence in five minutes to naming every U.S. congressperson's state and district number, there's no memory challenge for ch- too big for Chester. Now, while Chester understands his exceptional skills, he also believes that every person has the ability to demonstrate amazing abilities and to work with their memory. Now, he does workshops, corporate trainings, renowned speeches, presentations, and today we're very lucky to have him on our show, Leadership Beyond Borders. So welcome, Chester. Hello, Kimberly. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Chester, did I forget something? Was I supposed to say something else? No, <laughs> just no. a joke, man. So, so um, Chester, just first question I have for you: Are we lazier today, or what? You know, why don't the schools, you know, make us memorize math tales and things like that? Is it the technology that's changed everything? Um, it is a very big issue nowadays. I gave a presentation toward the end of last year, uh, I have different topics for my talk. That one was the danger of digital dependency. So we are outsourcing not only our memory, but also other mental functions to electronic devices. So we we are losing some basic mental abilities that we used to have. So I do believe that there is a danger In this, one example related to phone numbers, we all used to be able to remember the phone numbers of so many friends, family members, easily dial those from memory. I remember growing up, my parents would give me some emergency numbers that they felt were important for me to know. We all used to be able to do that. Nowadays, you give someone one phone number and they Mm. feel paralyzed to remember even one number. It's a good example of the use it or lose it principle as it applies to memory. Another related ability, navigation. So New York City taxi drivers were at one point world famous for their ability to to navigate, so much so that universities were doing research on their brains. But nowadays, you get into a taxi and it's common that they have no idea Uh, how to get you somewhere if the network is down or the network is slow. And Uber and Lyft drivers are even worse because they've never developed that ability to navigate. So if you get into an Uber or Lyft and that system is running slow or it's down, you have to just sit there in the car and hope that it comes back up or else you're stuck because people are losing their ability to navigate uh, due to becoming 100% dependent on the GPS. So it's another good example of the danger in outsourcing mental functions to electronic devices. We're not mm-hmm. developing our brains in those areas. Yeah, I mean, you're right. Um, some people can't even remember their own phone numbers, okay, because, you know, you have your, your smartphone and, and, you know, 
why it just, it, you know, the display shows the phone number. So why should I even have to remember it? So, I mean, you're right. I mean, great examples. And, and you talked about when you were growing up. Let me, I, I have a question. Were you always good in school with memory? Um, I know we're going to talk about how you can increase your memory, but were you kind of born with this extraordinary talent? So <laughs> gro- growing up, I often got the comment from people, wow, you have a really good memory. So in the back of my mind, I thought I was probably better than average. But uh, one night I was flipping channels and I caught a segment on ABC's 2020. It's a very popular evening news program in the United States. There was a segment on the United States Memory Championship. And it sparked my interest because people, you know, were saying that I had a good memory. But when I looked into what the best people in the country were scoring in the various events, remembering hundreds of names, numbers, decks of playing cards, and minutes... I quickly found out that although I did have a good memory, I was nowhere near that level. Mm -hmm. So that's when I started doing research into memory training techniques and how I could improve my memory from where it was. Eventually, I did manage to win the United States Memory Championship, and I've spent since then the last 10 plus years training other people around the world in the subset of techniques that they can master to become more successful in their career, personal life, and also for students in school. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the congratulations. That's amazing. And when when you as you start developing it, you know, sometimes I hear from people, um, they might say, "I'm good at I'm can remember numbers, but I can't remember names." I mean, do people have tendencies to have memory, you know, better memories for numbers or names or certain things? Yeah, uh, definitely. So there are different aspects to human memory. Some people are naturally better with numbers, actually. Uh, Some people are better with poetry or music. They might be very good at remembering music, but they wouldn't be so good at remembering names. Uh, That's absolutely true. The great thing about the systems that I teach people is that no matter what you might be currently weak in, in terms of memory, you can strengthen your ability to remember that type of information with the right technique and just a little bit of training and practice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this and it really does. You talk about it, and it really comes in handy. And we have a lot of leaders listening to us, and you talk about how memory is your most valuable business asset. Um, can you talk about that a little bit? Yes, uh, I firmly believe that memory is your most valuable business asset for many reasons. Memory is fundamental to learning. So memory is going to have a positive impact on many different areas of your career, personal life, and well uh, as well. Um, nowadays, we might be in one of the low points in human history in terms of what the average person remembers because everybody is outsourcing their memory to these electronic devices. So in today's day and age, if you are someone that has a really good ability to remember, you are even more impressive to people than any other time maybe in human history. People people will really notice you. You're much more impressive and you are much more memorable. Uh, Some specific examples I 
teach people to remember important business-related facts and figures so that you are better able to demonstrate your expertise in your particular field. So I have been a one-man business now for more than 10 years, and I have hire, had to hire all sorts of professionals, attorneys, uh, you know, financial people, uh, web people, PR, uh, many different types of professions. And when I am meeting with someone that I am considering hiring, if they are answering my questions a lot of times with, yes, I've done some work in that area, but I'll need to do a little bit of research, refresh myself a bit and get back to you. Or if during the meeting I find that they are, they clearly don't know their stuff, so they have mm -hmm. to keep looking things up, I will never hire that person. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, if I meet with someone that I'm considering hiring and my impression of them is, and I may even end up calling up a family member or friend or colleague later and saying, you know what? Wow, that person clearly knew their stuff. Like that person is clearly the expert. In those cases, I've gone out of my way a lot of times to even pay a lot more than I originally budgeted for that particular service because I want the expert. I want the person that I perceive to really know their stuff. Also, we tend to perceive people that have a really good ability to remember. We perceive them also as intelligent, right? Those mm -hmm. are always yes. the professionals that we're going to go out of our way to do business with. Those are always the professionals that we will refer to our friends, to our colleagues. Memory skills can really help you to better demonstrate your expertise. Names and faces to get more out of business networking. Presentations, mm -hmm. you are going to be a much more effective presenter if you are able to give your presentations with no notes or at least minimize the amount of notes that you would use. I give speeches all over the world in more than 30 different countries now for large national, international conferences. Sometimes you will have a world-famous professor up there giving a presentation, but when you later look at the comment cards from people in the audience, they don't get the best reviews because their presentation consisted of, here's slide number one on my research, yeah. here's slide number two on my research, the audience is falling asleep <laughs> because, <laughs> because, you know, they may be a, a world-famous, you know, world-renowned expert, but they're not demonstrating it so well. They're really just having to rely on those slides, they're not able to engage and be interactive with their audience. So presentation yeah. skills is another aspect where a, an improved ability to remember things is going to help you. Foreign language vocabulary, I mean, I could go on for a while. There are so many practical applications still yeah. for an improved ability to remember. Yes, I mean, it's so important in business. And, and I'd like to talk a little bit more about that. We're going to take a short break now. Um, and when we come back, talk about, you know, the techniques that you use to help people, you know, be better in presentations or to be better in memory, because I completely agree with you. It, uh, the worst, it is linked. When somebody has a good memory, you do think of them as more intelligent and you are able to have a better conversation and you take something away. So it is really, really important in business. And we're going to talk about that after a little bit more after the break when Chester shares with this 
some of the techniques that he's developed. And for our listeners, we're talking with Chester Santos, the international man of memory. He is the author of the best-selling book, Instant Memory Training for Excess and Mastering Memory Techniques to Turn Your Brain from a Sieve to a Sponge. His memory talents have been featured on numerous media outlets from New York Times to Wall Street Journal to CNN and ABC. Now, if you'd like to reach out to Chester, you can go to his website, www.internationalmanofmemory.com. He's on LinkedIn under Chester Santos and in Facebook under Chester Santos Memory and on Twitter under Chester J. Santos. So please reach out to him. And I'm your host, Kimberly Lewis, CEO and leadership business expert. You can connect with to me with questions and comments at leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com or join our LinkedIn group at Leadership Beyond Borders or go to my website, leadershipbeyondborders.net. And with that, we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Today, enterprise technology is both strategic and global. Each week on CTN CIO Talk Network, IT thought leaders from around the world share their experience with listeners as they discuss with Sunjog All how they are trimming costs and partnering with business to innovate and help IT become more competitive, better care for customers, and improve the corporate bottom line. If you want to keep up with IT thought leadership, listen to CTN CIO Talk Network with Sunjog All at CIO Talk Network. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program. Welcome back to Leadership Beyond Borders, and we're speaking today with Chester Santos, the international man of memory, and he's also the author of the best-selling book, Instant Memory, Training for Success, and Mastering Memory Techniques to Turn Your Brain from a Sieve to a Sponge. You can reach Chester under internationalmanofmemory.com. And now, Chester, before before the break, um, you were kind of talking about that we were talking about how important this was in business and how important it is for business people to have a good memory. 
but not everybody's just you know, born with that kind of talent, but you believe you have techniques that you can help people train. So would you, let's start and talk about that a little bit. Uh, Yes. I firmly believe that really anyone out there can improve their ability to remember just about any information type given the right technique and just a little bit of training and practice. There are many different techniques depending on the specific type of information But one way to start improving your ability to remember information in general, different information types, uh, is something called the story method. Mm -hmm. And that involves simply taking information, data points that you want to commit to memory, and you build a little story in your mind to help you remember it. Now, there are three main principles that you want to think about and make sure you try to implement when using the story method, one is really work on visualization. Mm -hmm. So turning whatever it is that you might want to remember, turn it into a powerful visual, something that it is easy for you to picture in your mind. Second principle is beyond visualization, then try to get more and more senses as you can involve from there because As you use more senses, you are activating more areas of your brain and you are building more connections in your mind to the information, making it easier to retrieve it later. And a third principle is while you are seeing and experiencing all of this in your mind, try to make it crazy, unusual, extraordinary in some way because there is a psychological aspect to human memory. If, Kimberly, wherever you're at right now, uh, if suddenly an elephant came crashing into the studio, into the room that you're in, an elephant right now at this moment, if it crashed into the room and started spraying water all over you with its trunk, if that actually happened right now, you would probably remember that for the rest of your life. (laughs) You're right. And always tell that story. You will never believe this. I was interviewing this memory guy one morning out of nowhere an elephant crashed into the room, that might be stuck in your head forever without you even trying to commit that to memory because there is this psychological aspect to human memory. Knowing that, we can take advantage of that aspect to human memory and apply it to things that would be useful for us to remember, names and faces, presentations, foreign language vocabulary, exam material, and so on. But first, we have to start to learn to build these stories. So, If you're up for it, I'm going to try to teach you how to do this, and your listeners can follow along as well by memorizing a random list of words. The word list, it's going to sound scary at first. It's monkey, iron, rope, kite, house, paper, shoe, worm, envelope, pencil, river, rock, tree, cheese, and dollar. Now, normally when I recite that list of words to audiences, people in the audience look at me as if, you know, you're crazy. There's no way I'm going to remember this, not unless you give me a lot of time to do it. But in fact, you, Kimberly, and everyone listening to this as well will have that entire list of random words committed perfectly to memory, forwards and backwards in just about three minutes of time. That's it. And next week, with no further review after today, next week, everyone will still know all of those words forwards and backwards. Just listen to what I described to you. See and experience it happening as best you can. So the first word was monkey. 
I want for you and everyone listening, everybody just picture a monkey, all right? This monkey is dancing around. It is making monkey noises. <laughs> Whatever a monkey would, would sound like. I'm working on my monkey impression, but the, okay. point here, <laughs> the point here is to see and hear the monkey, okay? Yeah. The, the monkey now picks up a gigantic iron because that was the next word like you would iron your clothes with. So this monkey is now dancing around with a giant iron. The iron starts to fall, but a rope attaches itself to the iron. Maybe even feel the rope, really interact with it. This is just like an interactive movie or cartoon mm -hmm. playing in your head, okay? Rope. You look up the rope, you see that the other end of the rope is attached to a kite. And mm -hmm. that kite is flying around in the air. It's flying around in the air. Maybe try to touch that kite, okay? The kite now crashes into the side of a house. Really see it smash into the house, this house, you notice, is completely covered in paper. For some strange reason, it's covered in paper. The next word was paper. Just keep uh, playing through this story in your head. Out of nowhere, a shoe appears, and it starts to walk all over the paper. It starts to mess up the paper, maybe, as it's walking on it. See that shoe? The shoe smells pretty badly, so you decide to investigate and see why. You find a little worm crawling around inside of the shoe really see that smelly mm. worm okay <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's no, it, it's creeping me out so it definitely it's in my mind right now so that's good yeah that the reaction you just gave told me that you're doing it how you're supposed to that was okay. good so <laughs> the worm now the worm now jumps out of the shoe and into an envelope an envelope maybe it's going to mail itself or something i don't know but envelope <laughs> or envelope was next okay a pencil appears out of thin air, and it starts to write very quickly on that envelope. Maybe it's addressing it, the pencil, okay? Mm -hmm. The pencil now jumps into a river, and there's a huge splash for some reason when that little pencil hits the river. The river, you notice, is crashing up against a giant rock, against a giant rock. That rock flies out of the river. It crashes into a tree. Okay, yep. Yeah. You notice this tree is growing cheese. You probably haven't seen a tree like that. <laughs> this one's growing cheese. And out of each piece of cheese shoots a dollar. The last word was dollar. Okay? Now, I'm going to very quickly go through this again super fast. And you'll just replay through this little story in your mind. And your listeners will follow along as well. The first word was monkey. That monkey was dancing around with what? An iron. What attached? A rope. Yep. The other end of the rope was attached to what? The kite. Right. What did the kite crash into? A house. What was the house covered in? Paper. What walked on it? A shoe. What was crawling in the shoe? A worm. That worm jumped into what? An envelope. What wrote on it? A pencil. That pencil jumped into the river. What was the river crashing against? The rock. That rock flew into the tree. What was the tree growing? Cheese. And what shot out a dollar? So now, Kimberly, you and your listeners should be able now to recite, recall that entire random list of words pretty easily by just going through the story in your mind and recalling each major object that you encounter. That will give you the next word. So give it a try, and your listeners can... Try okay, their, okay. Their so, uh, so, monkey, he gets the iron, catch the rope, 
and the kite, and uh, the house. Yep. Paper, and then the shoe, shoe, stinky worms. Okay. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Got, uh, yep. uh, and uh, I added my own thing. I'm going to mail it to my brother because he used to put worms in my bed when I was a kid. So, okay. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> so, worm goes in the envelope. You got it. Um, with the pencil. Um, yes. Address it to my brother. Okay. Um, I then is a river. Yes. And the rock. And there's a rock in the river. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Tree. Uh huh. Cheese. Dollar. Hundred percent awesome. That was so okay. awesome. That's cool. That was cool. That was that was really fun. Okay, and um, and you know what 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 I really like, Chester, is that you know you told you kind of got that story, but I kind of enhanced it a little bit, so I would remember yes. you know thinking, okay, the worms in my shoe, and I'm going to mail it to my brother. You know, so yes, that's awesome. Well, that's great. That's awesome. That's what you're supposed to do. That's really good. I'm just teaching you know how the technique works. But of course, when you start to use the technique with your own imagery and you make your own enhancements, it's even more memorable to you. So um, these techniques can actually be a lot of fun and they are very powerful and effective. That one is called the story method. Great job, Kimberly. Okay, great. That was fun. Thank you. Okay, so that was the story method. Okay, and I kind of like that because I'm personally a visual person. So that really worked quite well for me. Um, You have other methods too, don't you, that you teach? Yeah, so it just depends on the information type. I want to point out quickly before we move on to another technique that, you know, in this case, because this is going to be a short interview and uh, the the segments are are pretty uh, short, just minutes. uh, So random words is easiest to cover. But Mm -hmm. I want to point out that this could be applied to anything. That simple idea of a story can be applied even to giving a presentation, minimizing the amount of notes. Let's say you were going to give a presentation about healthcare in the United States. For us in the U.S., it's always a hot topic, healthcare. Maybe your first image is a stethoscope that the doctor uses to check the heartbeat stethoscope. The first thing you want to cover in your presentation is the high cost of healthcare in the United States. So maybe out of the stethoscope, $100 bills are shooting out of it. Next thing you want to hit on in your presentation is that under current healthcare programs in the U.S., in order to get certain things covered, you have to find a way to cut through a lot of red tape. Mm -hmm. So maybe wrapping itself around the $100 bills is a bunch of red tape. So I just wanted to point out that there are some practical applications to something as simple as building that story, uh, story method. Um, now I don't know if we have time in this segment, but names, um, there are techniques. One, normally when covering how to improve your ability to remember names to get more of networking, I would first cover some things that you would apply to social interactions before I get to the actual visual based memory technique. So just some things to keep in mind in your social interactions with people. Step one, whenever you are introduced to someone, make it a point to immediately repeat the name. Always, Mm -hmm. right? So if you're introduced to someone named John, you're always going to say, nice to meet you, John, or pleased to meet you, John. Just get into that habit. Eventually, it will become second nature to you. 
It might seem obvious, but a lot of times when someone is introducing themselves to us, our mind is everywhere else. We're thinking about all sorts of other things. We're We're not paying attention to the name. So that first step forces you to pay attention for at least one second. That is the only way you could repeat the person's name right back to them. So start Mm -hmm. that today. Eventually, it will be a habit. Step two, early on in your interaction with the person, ask them a simple question using their name. So, John, how do you know Chester? Or, John, how long have you been involved with this organization? And I want to clarify, I don't mean use the name over and over Mm -hmm. again in the conversation to where it starts to seem a little bit weird. But just one time early on is enough to reinforce the name in your mind. Step number three, take a few seconds or less to think of a connection between the name and literally anything at all that you already know. So John, maybe think of John Lennon, or it could be simply a character from a TV show or movie that you like that has the name John, but it could even be something as simple as you have a friend or family member with that same name, thinking of a connection between the name and literally anything at all that you already know is really going to help that name stick better in your mind. And step step number four, just make it a point to actually say goodbye to people using their name. I hope to see you again sometime, John. All right. That last step goes a long way toward helping you to remember more names the next time you see those people. Mm -hmm. So those steps, it, it, it should be easy for anybody to implement those in various social interactions, those alone will help you. And then there are visual-based techniques that you can add from there. And that, that, that to me was quite, I liked the step three that you talked about to make the connection. um, Because that to me is kind of the important, you know, I'd say the name or, or ask a question, but then to get, it's, it's kind of like the story method, you know, you're making a connection with that person. So you, you can remember their name. That's a really good tip. Um, Chester, we're going to take a short break. Okay. And this okay. is really exciting. I'm having a blast. Okay. So, so Thank you. I'm glad you're enjoying it. Yeah. I'm learning. And I hope our listeners are learning and for, and I'm sure they are. And our, for our listeners, uh, we are speaking today with Chester Santos. He's the international man of memory and he's the author of the best-selling book, instant memory training for success and mastering memory techniques to turn your brain from a sieve to a sponge and if you'd like to reach out to Chester you can reach out to him on his website www.internationalmanofmemory.com he's on LinkedIn under Chester Santos and he's on Facebook under Chester Santos Memory and on Twitter under Chester J. Santos and I'm your host Kimberly Lewis and you can connect with me with questions and comments at leadershipbeyondborders at gmail .com or, or go to my website leadershipbeyondborders.net and with that we're going to take a short break before we come back and exercise our brains a little bit more Chester <laughs> and learn so we'll be right back from the boardroom to you Voice America Business Network Are you a business innovator or are you just sitting on the sidelines? 
Tune in every week for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Host Bonnie D. Graham talks to a cross-section of the movers and shakers who are leading by example. They will share best practices and innovative ideas to keep you thinking and moving along with the best. Join us for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP, Wednesday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. If you are interested in the business of rental equipment, be sure to check out Rental Equip Talk Radio with host Donald Charbonnet. We talk to some of the top names in the rental industry, as well as cover topics that include safety, training, fleet management, legal issues, and more. We'll also cover the history and future of the rental equipment industry. Rental Equip Talk Radio can be heard live every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program. Welcome back to Leadership Beyond Borders on Voice America's business station. And I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host. And today we are speaking with Chester Santos, the international man of memory. And he's also the author of best-selling book, Instant Memory Training for Success and Mastering Memory Techniques to Turn Your Brain from a Sieve to a Sponge. And we've been talking, Chester, before the break, we started talking about remembering names because a lot of people have problems with remembering names. And and you came up with a four-step method. Um, should we let's expand on that a little bit more? Great. Yes. Yeah, so before the break, we covered four steps that anyone can put into practice in various social interactions that are really independent of visual based memory techniques. Now I'll get into a little bit on uh, the visual based methodology. There are many ways you can do this. But one that I like to use is when I meet someone, I simply ask myself, how, to me personally, does this person in some way look unique? Now, how they look unique to me could be a particular facial feature. It could be something about their look overall. I will focus in on that unique thing about them and even try to exaggerate it in my mind. And then I will link mentally an image there that will remind me in some way of the name. An example to clarify how how this works, let's say I meet a woman named Jane. And to me, personally, this particular Jane, in my mind, when I see her, I'm really noticing her hair. She has really beautiful hair. I might imagine that her hair is made of chains. The chains are clacking together, making a really loud noise. 
maybe even some sort of pleasant aroma is emitting from the chains. So those three main principles that I talked about for the story method, they would also apply to names as well. If I took about five seconds or so to imagine that happening, the next time I see this woman, if to me before what was noticeable about her look was her hair, I'm very likely to notice that again because to me that was noticeable. Mm -hmm. And right away the imagery of the chains would come back to me. Chain might remind you of Jane. Jane. Okay. So yep. that's one way you can do it. Alice, sometimes I would use a white rabbit. So, uh, you know, because when I think of white rabbit, Alice in Wonderland pops in mm -hmm. my head. So there are various ways as to how the imagery can remind you of the name. So Chain and Jane, it's more of a sound-alike thing. But in the case of the white rabbit for Alice, it's more symbolic. So there are different mm -hmm. ways you can do it. Um, but play around with that, and it will really help you. This is effective because it's based on how the person looks. So you have a trigger to help you the next time you see the person. Now, in a lot of business books, they would have a chapter on names, and they'll say, you know, just repeat the name three times to yourself. Imagine writing the name on the forehead with a big marker, or how do you spell your name, Tom, uh, which would sound kind of silly to ask that question probably. Uh, it, those things, if they are effective at all, they would only be effective in the very short term, because the next time you see the person, you don't have anything to help you, but the mm -hmm. methods that I teach are all based on how the person actually looks, so it will, uh, you will have a trigger the next time you see the person. Mm -hmm. Super, super tips. Um, I've never, yeah, I've never thought of that. I mean, I usually try. I, I'm pretty good at remembering names, but this is perfect. Okay, and I hope this our listeners are taking this all in. So, so names. What about? Is there any trick to numbers? I mean, I mean some people have problems with numbers. Yes. Yeah, so there is an intermediate uh, step necessary. So you could build a story, and there are a bunch of other things that you can do as well. But the first thing is you need to learn how to take a number sequence, or it could really be anything abstract. I also use it for memorizing playing cards. This system allows you to take something that is abstract and turn it into a concrete image. So for me, the number sequence 357 would be milk. You might Maybe I'm just visualizing a glass of milk. Now, how 357 corresponds to milk, the only way you would understand that is you need to spend about an hour or so learning that system. It, it, it was, mm -hmm. uh, it was uh, first introduced about 300 or so years ago. There are many different forms of the system, and it's been referred to by different names. Uh, one is the major system, and another one is the phonetic alphabet system but it allows you to turn number sequences into images. Once you have images for number sequences, you can build a story. There are a lot of other things from there. I'm, I'm currently on the newsstands in the U.S. anyway, Time Magazine. There is a special edition on memory in Time Magazine right now, and I describe that in a little bit more detail. Oh, so, great. So our yeah. listeners can go out and get Time Magazine, and, and you've contributed to that, or you're in Time Magazine right now on the newsstands? Yeah, it's Great. on the newsstands right right now. It's on the newsstands, a special edition on memory. And you'll you'll read a little bit more about that number 
memory system. Yeah, that's that. That's super. Um, so I'll have to get out and get that before I, I'm in the U.S. right now. Before I leave the states, I'll have to go get that. So you know, Chester, I have a question because we're talking about these names and numbers, and there's just something that's on my mind because. Um, I live internationally, and and we've just learned that you also travel quite a bit. Um, why do people have such a difficulty learning other languages? Is that also memory, or is that just um, habit? I mean, in the U.S., people struggle a lot to learn, you know, second or third or fourth languages. Is that a memory capacity, or do you have any insight to that? Yeah, I mean. Why that is is probably not necessarily my area. It could be a cultural yeah. thing. One, one thing I will say about Europe is that people are more easily introduced to other languages and other cultures because traveling from country to country in Europe is like traveling from state to state in, in the United yeah. States where, where everyone – so that is a factor that I think a lot of people don't – uh, we don't really think about that a lot of times. That might be one reason why Europeans make it more of a uh, a point to learn more languages because they're more easily uh, introduced to many other countries. But what I will say on that topic is that uh, although as Americans we're not as cult- culturally we're not as much into the habit uh, mm-hmm. of learning languages, you, it can still be very easy for anybody, mm-hmm. um, but you just need to learn the right techniques. Again, it's going to be largely visualization-based. So, for instance, in Korean, the word for P is kong. Mm-hmm. kong. Uh, phonetically, you would spell it out uh, K-A-H-N-G. Mm-hmm. You might visualize a gigantic green pea. Who comes along to eat this gigantic green pea? King Kong comes <laughs> along to eat it. He's scarfing down that green pea. <laughs> so later on, you need to remember, hmm, I was, I've been studying for a while. What was the word for pea again in Korean? Yeah. The, the second you think of pea, King Kong is going to pop right back into right. your head. Yeah. And that's going to remind you that it was Kong, which sounds similar. Yeah. So... Uh, that's yes, the general idea. So it does. It does again as visualization and 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 you know putting some kind of method behind it. Um, yeah, I agree with you culturally. It, you know, Europeans are introduced to more language because uh, uh, between you know Germany and Czech Republic and Holland and everything's in kind of closer, so it's easier. But it does come down to memory. So Chester, yeah. we're getting we're getting towards the end of our show, and this is so interesting. So I just want to have you, you know, talk to our listeners a little bit about why it's so important and what kind of techniques they should use and and to develop their memory. We did the story method. Is there anything else? We've done the names. Is there anything else that stands out for you that's so important for our listeners? Yeah, I mean, there are just, there's so much out there. I've, I've written two book, two entire books so far already on it, and I give uh, you know, full day workshops on this uh, corporate trainings as well. So there's so much more uh, to learn, but we have covered some important things. One other thing that you can do is use locations from your environment to store imagery that reminds you of what you want to remember. This originated with the ancient Greeks. 
It was also used later in history by the Romans. So the Roman orators gave speeches hours in length from memory without notes. The famous uh, orator Cicero used this technique. Mm -hmm. And at one point in history, the Chinese actually memorized entire volumes of ancient texts using this idea. And it's using locations from your environment. Like you're basically in your head, you might be walking around your house and at the refrigerator, at the cupboard, at the stove, at the sink, at the microwave, you're placing images that remind you of what you want to remember. So that technique really allows you to very easily build hundreds, if not thousands, of mental filing cabinets. They mentioned this also on the TV show Sherlock. Uh, a lot of people emailed me about it. I guess Sherlock Holmes builds a memory palace. You may have also heard to, you may as may have also heard of this referred to as the memory palace technique. So that's something else mm-hmm. people can play, play around with. Okay, great. So um, in, in, in closing, if you had, you know, two tips. So I went to your seminar, I've learned some things, now I'm going home, okay? Um, two, uh, two or three tips for people out there on exercising their memory what would they what would that be you know yeah so really all of this no matter you know if you're using the specific specific techniques for names presentations languages exam material you know new terminology is is another thing that i teach people to do it's all really about developing the skill okay so you're developing memory skills right that can be applied to really any situation so even just playing around with the story method and, you know, two or three times a week trying to memorize a list of random words by building that story in your mind, it will help you to start to develop these skills. So maybe do that. Maybe start to learn uh, a foreign language. Just pick a language that you've always wanted to learn. Start to use these memory techniques to help you commit to memory some new vocabulary. This is also incredibly good brain exercise. Everyone is recommending nowadays a brain exercise program in addition to a physical exercise program. If you're destined to develop Alzheimer's or another form of dementia down the line, as of today, nobody has any idea how to prevent it from happening. But they do believe the research is supporting that by engaging in rigorous brain exercise, you can build up what they are calling a cognitive reserve, basically Mm -hmm. some extra brain muscle. And they say that can, it can help to make you more resistant. You'll gain more years of mental clarity that you would not have had without that extra brain muscle. And one of the best ways they say to do this is by learning foreign languages mm-hmm. because you're really developing so many extra connections in your brain. So I would definitely try to do that. And then also, even with the simple, you know, I didn't get into the full training on names today, but even with the simple tips that I gave today, Try to put that into practice in your personal life, in your career. Uh, really just make that effort and you'll find that eventually you're start, you're starting, you'll be starting to remember more and more names. It's gonna, you're going to get more out of business networking. It's going to help you to build better relationships uh, with colleagues, uh, clients, yeah. potential clients. Uh, play around with all of that and I think it's really going to benefit you in many different ways in your career and personal life. Yeah, well, that that's great tips to to close with, Chester. And it's just been a fascinating discussion. Um, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. 
And um, for our listeners, we have been talking to Chester Santos, the international man of memory. And he's also featured in Time Magazine this month. So go out and pick up Time Magazine. Now, Chester, through his ability to demonstrate extraordinary feats of the mind, he has also won the U.S. memory. He's a U.S. memory champion, but he's also the author of Instant Memory Training for Success and Mastering Memory Techniques to Turn Your Brain from a Sieve to a Sponge. And they're on Amazon, and I definitely recommend these books. Now, Chester's also been featured in New York Times, Wall Street Journal, Washington Post, CNN, NBC, ABC, PBS, and as I just said, now in Time Magazine. Uh, you can reach you can reach Chester at www.internationalmanofmemory.com. He's on LinkedIn under Chester Santos. He's on Facebook under Chester Santos Memory, and on Twitter under Chester J Santos. So Chester, once again, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us. Thank you so much for having me. Thank okay. you, Kimberly. Good. And so this is, for me, this was really interesting. And, um, you know, I've, I've bought Tre- Chester's books, and uh, they do give you some great tips on memory, so I suggest it. And, um, it, you know, we, we need to exercise our brains because, as Chester said in the beginning of the show, we are becoming a little bit too digital dependent. And I think it's good to go out and learn a new language, learn how to recognize names, and we do some training, not memory training, but at Leadership Beyond Borders. It's a, it's a program sponsored by Global Business Therapy, SRO, and CINDA, the Search and Information Industry Association. Now, Global Business has the Women's Leadership Academy 2020, which specializes in diversity and C-level development for women. And CINDA holds conferences in the digital space and Cinda's next conference will be held April 10 to 12 in London and you and that conference you can hear about digital experts from around the world so you can go to www.cinda.com events and for training and women's leadership academy go to global business therapy SRO and tune in to us each week on Voice America Business 3 p.m. Pacific time, we're live, but you can download us on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher each week after the live broadcast. So for that, then I'm signing off for today, and tune in to us next week. Thank you for joining us on Leadership Beyond Borders. Please tune in again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time for another edition featuring your host, Kimberly J. Lewis, on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great week.